Chapter twenty two of the Typewriter Girl. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Typewriter Girl by Grant Allen. Chapter twenty two. I cling to the rigging. So my poor little Odyssey had come to an end in shipwreck. Mr. Samuel Butler must be wrong after all. I doubt a woman's ability to handle these sustained epics. I was to get no farther on my way to Ithaca than the episode of Phaeacia nor would any nausicaa come forth to aid me after i had cried my heart's full cried till that point when you begin to leave off and to laugh like a child at nothing for pure weariness the humorous element which inevitably enters into all human tragedy pressed itself upon me on the stage art never lets these incongruous incidents intervene at critical moments to disturb the current in real life they will obtrude their faces like paul pry and tis my misfortune and my good luck that with some grain of heine in my composition i cannot shut my eyes to them so here the comic muse masquerading as common sense stepped in with one grotesque reminder you have no money to pay your way back to london now gypsy or american or anglo-indian or what you will i am true briton in this that whatever misfortune lowers i see one path of safety the road home to london if only i could get back to london is the briton's heartfelt cry of distress in a foreign land he can starve in comfort so he may starve in piccadilly i have already explained that i am wholly free from the vile vice of prudence to take no thought for the morrow is to me an article of religion though tis rare among those who profess to accept it as a divine injunction acting on this principle i had bought a single second-class ticket to venice as my funds were insufficient to pay for a return it was my idea when i started to trust for my journey home to the saint who lies at the lido now however i found myself in an awkward predicament st nicholas had played me a last bad turn i had bought perforce a new travelling costume before i left england for i recognised that my rational dress with the knickerbockers would harmonise ill with the genius of venice the rest of my cash in hand had gone for beds at lucerne or milan and passing necessaries i stood face to face with an italian court of bankruptcy liabilities my hotel bill assets five paper lira to borrow from romeo was now clearly impossible and the canals are so redolent of thirty generations of venetian refuse that suicide does not offer here its normal allurements this brought the revulsion i lay on my bed and laughed to think that broken heart or not i could not get away from venice by evening i had a headache i was crying once more but the worst of headache is that it never kills early next morning i woke from a short snatch of sleep with a dull pain in my left side it was moral not physical i rose to ease it by action oublier voyager i had still qualms of conscience i who fancied i had dissected conscience out of existence but this time they were reversed had i done right after all in speeding romeo to his fate would michaela be a mate for him 
was it not better as it was before for the greatest happiness of the greatest number at least st nicholas help john stuart mill stand by me i dressed bathed my eyes and went out to keep my appointment i was early at san giorgio but michaela was before me as i lifted the heavy curtain her eyes shone happiness in her radiant countenance i read my doom she was calmly serenely joyous i beckoned her to the campo she flitted out and with a charming baby impulse flung her arms around me tears rose in my eyes it was sweet to see her happy i held her hand and said nothing well he has explained all she whispered you were a dear to speak to him explained i cried how true it is that explanations explain nothing yes he told mamma he did not know the typewriter girl was coming to venice he went out with her in a gondola because he met her by accident and it was such a surprise to him and he wanted to avoid mamma but he is not going to see her again and i believe he will dismiss her no dear i said gently unable to restrain myself he will not dismiss her because she will go away of her own accord she does not intend to remain with him i have seen her and i can assure you she is better than you think she did not know romeo was engaged and when she fully realized it she relinquished all claim to him or rather admitted she had never had one michaela dear child you must not be hard upon her you promised to forgive her i feel sure she has suffered for she loved him devotedly how good you are michaela cried you sympathize so with every one she has promised me i went on that she will never again see him that she will avoid him with care that she will not speak to him nor write to him she will try to forget him though to forget him is as impossible for her as for you but she will be true to you she will keep her word i can answer for her as i could answer for myself she spoke with such earnestness she is tearing out her heart but because she thinks it right she will tear it out ruthlessly michaela smiled a tranquil smile and it is all right now she said we are to be married in october as we arranged originally we walked along the canal we walked side by side but great gulfs separated us at last i spoke again you forgive her michaela oh yes dear i forgive her if she did not know of course it was natural he is such a dear she could not help falling in love with him so i feel i said she glanced up at me with inquiring blue eyes i think for a second she half suspected the truth for i had spoken too deeply we walked on in silence a little farther then michaela began again brimming over with her happiness i haven't a quarter thanked you but i am so grateful you were a sweet to see them both you will come to my wedding no dearest i answered driving back the tears with a fierce effort if so i should be breaking a solemn promise again she seemed to suspect and again the doubt went from her it was all a mistake she continued in a childish sunny way a passing cloud and toto seemed so distressed i couldn't help feeling sorry to see him so sorry for me it has touched him very deep he cried a great deal he has been crying all the time but it is all right now 
we shall be quite happy i swallowed a lump what a child it was and there lay the irony i think i could have spared romeo better had i felt i was sparing him to more of a woman self-sacrifice for some great soul would be easy but for a bit of thistledown and yet i loved her i told mamma how kind you had been michaela went on quite guilelessly and she wants to see you so much you must come and dine with us at our hotel how long do you stop in venice i paused and reflected i had done her a service a very great service what need to stand on trifles for i do not share the vulgar dread of putting myself under an obligation dear little michaela i said spanning her arm with one hand it was so fairy-like and tiny and drawing her towards me i will confess the truth i am travelling with that typewriter girl i know her intimately now i want to spirit her away from venice at once so that she may not see romeo and that romeo may not see her it would be awkward for both of them but i have no money i borrowed from you once and repaid you faithfully if i borrow from you again i will repay in like manner this is a worse strait than homewood i shall need six or seven pounds my dear can you lend it to me she drew out the dainty purse why of course dear if i have it fifty a hundred and fifty two hundred lira will that be enough for you yes my dear i gasped out taking the crumpled notes and crushing them in my folded hand if i work my fingers to the bone you shall have it back we walked on towards the molo oh grey grey venice the greatest happiness of the greatest number back back stuart mill get thee behind me satan a gondola approached i hailed it where are you going she cried surprised away i said at once it is better safer i will give the devil no chances then to the gondolier hold off a little he held off beyond jumping distance michaela hung over on the bridge close by wondering michaela i cried now i will tell you an impulse came over me i could no longer resist it it was i who stole your romeo's heart by mistake it was i who played carmen and beguiled your don jose it was i who sent him back i am the typewriter girl you she cried waving to me to return oh you dear thing come back if it was you how good you have been why i can see it in your face you have suffered for my sake come back and let me kiss you no dearest i said melting i must go i dare not trust myself good-bye for ever good-bye to you good-bye to romeo give him that message for me i will never again see him i turned to the gondolier quick row for all you are worth to my hotel first then on to the railway station if this book succeeds i mean to repay michaela meanwhile in any case i am saving up daily every farthing to repay her for i am still a typewriter girl at another office end of chapter twenty two end of the typewriter girl